15 past 7, it's time for us to crack into our first story. Now, to be or not to be, okay, that is so silly. Nevertheless, South African beekeepers are facing very tough odds. They are saying there are too few trees, there's not enough government support. Even the bees are feeling overworked. It's true bee labor. On the line with us, we've got Mike Alsop. He's the Senior Researcher for Agricultural Research at the Council of South Africa, or the Council of the Agricultural Researcher of the Council of South Africa. That's a title and a half, Mike. Good morning, Michelle. Good morning. How are you? Fine, thank you. So, Brilliant. So, Mike, there's uh, some tough odds facing South African beekeepers. What's up? Uh, it's pretty much uh, It's not a new thing. It's uh, pretty much more of the same. Um, the additional pressures of... Uh, COVID, etc., have, have have added to it uh, a small amount. But uh, uh, overall, we have a, a situation where we have a an ever-increasing demand for honeybees, um, not really for honey production, but for commercial pollination of crops. Um, we are planting more and more agricultural crops that need bees for, for, for pollination, for us to have a, a sustainable and viable crop production. And we need to keep uh, ever-increasing numbers of bees. And on yeah. the flip side of that, as we uh, transform the, the, the environment, as we remove trees and uh, uh, change landscapes and plant certain crops and uh, build uh, cities, we remove forage. So we reduce our capacity to keep bees. Yeah, yeah. So, so you, you have these two lines going in opposite directions, and that... That, in a sense, is the global bee crisis, which is uh, overall been terribly misunderstood all around the world in terms of what the what the issue is. In terms of you know, it's not that there are bees are disappearing or that there are fewer and fewer bees. There are more, and here I'm talking about honeybees. Mm. Uh, there are more honeybees on the planet now than there've ever been before, but our demand for it uh, is greatly outstripping outstripping our ability to to increase the numbers that we need. So, Michael, I was interested in something that uh, you were quoted on as saying, and that you were saying that because of the practices of beekeepers as well, we mm. need to take a long, hard look at it. And you mentioned the concept of overworked bees. How does a bee overwork? I mean, surely it regulates its own working process. Um, yes and no. So, I mean, when I was talking about uh, the context in that article was somewhat limited, um, um, but specifically around about, around about the, uh, uh, on the subject of overworking, if you, if you can imagine a natural colony of bees in a, in a tree yeah. or in the ground, they, they have whatever forages around them naturally and they will work on that through the season and they will have down times and they will have up times yeah. when there when there are trees foraging or plants foraging um, commercial beekeeping um, uh, essentially chases the forage so beekeepers move move bees from one forage source to another forage source to another forage source because they need them to be uh, uh, optimally producing honey and also available at at um, uh, you know, uh, maximum strength for commercial pollination at different times of the year. So essentially, I, I, in the past, I've equated it to sort of driving your car 
above the red line at yeah. you know six thousand rpm uh, continually, and eventually that breaks. Yeah. So, so if you if you don't allow downtime, if you don't allow your colonies to have resting periods, you you actually increase their stress levels, and you you result in in uh, unacceptable mortality rates. So bees are basically plugged in to understand that if the foraging is there, they've got to get out and get to it. So in much the same way that when we go through the seasons, when there are no flowers, a bee may be having downtime. But when there is summer, then they like just going for it full force. And meanwhile, what the um, beekeepers are doing is they're moving the hives around so that the bees are going, oh, my God, it's summer. Oh, it's summer again. It's summer again. Basically, I mean, just to simplify it. Yeah, I mean, they, if there's food out there, they will go collect it and they will harvest it and they will just keep on pumping. It's an interesting thought to actually think about bees saying, okay, no, right, let's, you know, yeah. be taking a six-week break now, union time. <laughs> <laughs> we need to start creating a little bee union. They need to, like, <laughs> stop, no work, no pay. Yeah, like, yeah. eight-hour uh, eight work days. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Mike, thank we, we do need to go to a break, so I'm going to have to leave it there. But it is a fascinating story. If people want to read up more about um, the challenges, not just for the bees, but for beekeepers in this country, where can they find that information? Um, there's There have been many articles in the past um, in, in sort of popular media. I can't think of, uh, you know, sort of uh, academic. Uh, there are a couple of academic papers that, that, that deal with uh, some of the challenges. There's an article that we did some years ago in uh, South African Fruit Journal. Yes. Um, but, but if they were to just, you know, search B South Africa uh, problems, you will find a lot of uh, popular articles all over the place. I mean, I do want to talk to you about um, the industry and Chinese imports as well, but we'll have to keep that for another day. It sounds like a really interesting conversation. Mike, thank you so much for making the time early in the morning. Mike Alsop is the senior researcher at the Agricultural Research Council of South Africa.